wherever you may be watching from, we pray you're blessed by what takes place here today. Praise God. Amen. Mighty glad to be in church this morning. Hallelujah. One of the things that I like about being in church is God can just do anything. You go to the restaurant, all they can do is give you food. You go to the clothes store, they got clothes. You go to the pharmacy, they got medicine for try to help you cope. It doesn't really. I'm experiencing firsthand, as many of you do, you take a medicine, it takes care of one problem, but causes a bunch of others. But God, God has the ability to do anything, and there's no side effect. Well, actually, there are a lot of side effects. God's got a whole lot of side effects, but they're really good side effects. I don't know what you need today, but what I do know is the one that's able to meet your need is in this place today. Praise God. We are blessed and privileged again this weekend to have Brother Jeff Morgan basing out of Fort Smith. I don't necessarily think it's from, but basing out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. We're glad to have Sister Morgan with him this weekend. Praise God. And actually, as those of you that were here last night know, two of his four sons are with them this weekend. They're actually preaching in the uh, uh, the second to youngest. Dylan is preaching in the uh, East Baltimore congregation this morning. They'll be here tonight. We're glad to have them. So uh, if you weren't here last night, I want to encourage you. You need to listen, watch the message. We heard a word from God. I know it's a it's a busy time of year. I understand that, so I don't I don't mean that in any way negative. If, but if you weren't here, I promise you, you you will, especially if you're a part of this church. If, if you're a guest, you'll be blessed by it. But in fact, I'll go a step further. If, if you're a part of Sunday morning here in Arnold, you need to hear what God said to us last night. It was for all of Antioch, but I'm taking a hold of it for us. So, Brother Morgan, thank you for being with us again this weekend. Come, and whatever God wants to do, let's do it. Praise God. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord on a Sunday morning when the world is in such a chaotic mess? Here we are, understanding uh, the cause, understanding the problem and the solution. I do not think that that is um, coincidental. I think God has everything working in his divine harmony and plan. Amen. I love the fact that we know him. We said it this morning, sung about it. We trust him. It's it's a hard thing um, to translate that love into trust. Remember when my boys were younger, um, I wouldn't want to try it today. They'd kill me. But they used to climb on things, and I'd convince them to jump. And because I'd catch them. Now you understand why I think they'd kill me. But it was a fun, it was a fun, it was a fun journey getting them to trust me. Jump. And the first couple of times, you know, they didn't jump. They just kind of squatted and fell. And after they squatted and fell, they figured out dad's going to catch me. And that love 
translated into trust. And they would look for reasons to climb on something to jump because they knew dad was going to catch them. I love the fact that I can just jump any day, any time, for any reason, and he's going to catch me. Well, glory. Amen. It's, it's, it's a unique, it's a unique feeling. I, I am praying daily. My, my heart is, uh, broke, uh, for the plight of our nation. And I don't know of anybody more qualified to speak to the plight of the nation except the pulpits in America. It's the guys that we elected that's got us into this mess to some degree. And so I'm not looking for an elected official to fix it. Because the church is the only power in this world that can fix it. I need you to believe that today. Amen. The church is the only power. I, I remember, I remember as a boy, um, going to public school, when we got in trouble, they took us to the principal's office. We've been over the chair of the desk and they, they put that paddle to good use. And in my short lifetime, please make me feel good about myself today. In my short lifetime, they have outlawed that. That is against the law. You, you have no right to punish. In my lifetime as a parent, we have now moved into the disciplining of children or is just not acceptable. Dr. Spock made an impact on our world. Now, I know I'm crossing theology even here this morning. People that are watching, but don't, don't much care because the Bible says if you spoil the rod or spare the rod. Now, don't anybody pass out on what I'm fixing to quote you because it is in the Bible. The Bible says... If you beat your child, you save his soul from hell. Now, you need to read the word beat. It doesn't mean take a stick and go to beating. It means the right kind of discipline, a rod of correction. Spank his behind. See, I got a few amens on that than before. But now we're in a day where you don't, you don't do that. You talk to them. And that's how people get shot today. Because we have raised children who are now young adults who know nothing. I don't care what color your skin is. We know nothing of true authority. And it's not just white on black issue. It is sin against righteousness. Because everything that is God and God-like is in authority. And to be in authority, you've got to be under authority. If you have no covering, you are not in. And so the world has moved by the help of Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist, anything anti-God. We have produced a society that says, don't tell me what to do. And now you have authority at its crossroads. And one or the other is going to win. I pray that we join together as a church. And we make a statement in this present hour. We know the answer. The answer is a submission to the lordship and headship of Jesus Christ. 
I, I know you don't want to make it spiritual. We want to politicize it, and it's not. It's not. And, and some of you may be wondering why we're even talking about this, because I, I believe it's a spiritual thing, not a political thing. Amen. I, I really do. And I think, I think the people that are in this building can make a statement in this area and can change. I'm going to preach about it today. We are not a powerless people. We are not a powerless people. If we allow the world, if we allow the world more influence, if we allow the world's theology or philosophy more influence in this present world than the church's theology. We're going to mess up. I want to preach to you today by the help of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, Second Chronicles chapter 7, 14. This is not a political sermon. This is a spiritual sermon. I am concerned. My children, my grandchildren are going to grow up in this world if, if God tarries. And the only hope they've got is the church. Well, I, I believe it, and I, I think some of you believe it here today. I really do. Amen. Second Chronicles, you guessed it, 7 and 14. If you have it, say amen. If you need me to wait on you, say hang on. Thank you, because I needed that drink. If my people, if my people, let's, let's don't even run past that statement. If my people, not just anybody, and not just everybody, but a group of chosen people, if my people who are called by my name, if my people which are called by my name, two facts, we're his, we bear his name, we're his, And we bear his name. I want to preach to you this morning. Called to occupy. Called to occupy. Work with me just a minute. Lift your hands and your voices and pray. For divine understanding and the word of the Lord to come alive to us today. Lord Jesus we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Because you are the hope. You are the answer. Pray, Pray loud. Pray fervent for a moment. Jesus, help us. Keep praying. I want the Holy Ghost to move in this place this morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right now. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. Speak to us, Holy Ghost. Have your way here today. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus, We are not intimidated. We will not succumb to peer pressure. Help us today, Holy Ghost. Help us today, Holy Ghost.
You may be seated in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 19, verse number 12. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom. Would you shout kingdom? This is all about a kingdom. If you'll leave that verse up for me just for a few minutes. This is all about a kingdom. A kingdom not made with men's hands. A kingdom that cannot even be fathomed nor comprehended by mere men. But a kingdom built and designed and taken care of by the Holy Ghost himself. Thank you for believing that. Amen. It's not governed by politics. It's not governed by policies. It, men, men have no influence over the kingdom. Men have no control over the kingdom. This is a kingdom that is ruled and governed by a king. And not just any king, but king of kings. Not just any lord, but lord of lords. Not just anybody, but the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the ending. I need you to grasp how spectacular this kingdom is. It's not just any kingdom. It's not a kingdom started and governed by men. But it was created. It was designed. It will be ruled by God himself. It is the kingdom of God. It is the kingdom in which we strive to enter into. It is the kingdom in which we have been called to help govern and rule. Well, glory. Um, we, we sometimes make heaven a little less than what it is. And I, I can't wait to get there. The more crazy and chaotic this present world gets, the more I want to go. My mind. I want to go to heaven. I, I don't know how you are here today, but I want to go to heaven. I didn't get up this morning and cleaned up and prepared just to come to church to worship with you alone. I came today to make a deposit in my eternal bank. I come today to make sure that my relationship with me and him's all right. There are some things I can do alone in my closet of prayer. And then there are some things I cannot do without you. And that is coming together with people of like precious faith and saying, This world is not my home. We are just passing through. Our trek, come on. You got to get this longing for that. Amen. This world, this world in its present condition ought to awaken the church. This world on the chaotic course it's on ought to shake the church. But for some reason, it seems like the church is in a lethargic, sleepy state. I do not preach this in condemnation. For behold, Matthew 25 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Five wise and five foolish. Let's lay aside the wisdom and the foolishness of those people. Let's just understand they were ten and they were all asleep. The ones that made it were the ones that were awake long enough and could shake themselves severe enough to get up and do something about what they had just heard. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. The only people that will be in the rapture of God's church are the people that hear sermons like today that says, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. 
Well, glory. It's too easy for us to sit up on the side of our spiritual beds and rub the sleep out of our eyes and let our present condition dictate more to us than our future position. And we carefully and casually lay back down. And we are so tired, we just end up going right back to sleep. I don't want to be that foolish virgin today. I want to be one of wisdom that recognizes the voice that proclaims the kingdom of God is here. The rapture of the church is at hand. And so I rise to this pulpit on this Sunday morning to tell us, Jesus is about to come back. The rapture of the church is sure. It is imminent. It is a guaranteed thing, ready or not, looking or not. It will not stop Jesus from coming back. I have five people on their feet today and that is the plight of the church we live for his return we long for his return it's all about the rapture of the church clap your hands and give the Lord some praise here today we've got to get back to a longing We've got to get back to a true desire where we look for his return. Amen. Well, I remember moments as a child when the rapture of the church was preached, you couldn't finish a sermon. Is this too much for you on Sunday morning? Where have we gone when the rapture being preached or stated does not cause a sense of urgency? In the bridegroom, in the bride, where has that sense of longing and love gone? When her that waits on him that will come, when you are told he's on his way, that that love affection, that affair, that longing, that desire to become one, that longing to be united with him that you have betrothed yourself to, does not overtake you in such a manner that you lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us and start running a race that we know we've got to win. Folks, if you don't make the rapture, there's not much alternative. It's either heaven or hell. It... And hell like disciplines and whippings is an outdated message of the church but if there's a heaven bless your heart there's a hell and I don't care what preacher has convinced you that Hades and hell is not a scriptural thing it is the alternative it is the only other choice of making heaven my home so pardon me if you don't like how I walk Pardon me if you don't understand how I live, but I intend on making heaven my home. I'd rather live on streets of gold and walls of jasper than to burn in a lake of fire for eternity where the gnashing of teeth and the wails of men. Come on, congregation. I have no intention on making hell. I have all intentions on making heaven, 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 heaven. You ought to shout heaven right now. You ought to scream heaven right now because that's the message of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is, it is, it is a crisis among us.
It is a crisis among us when a culture of people doesn't feel comfortable enough to drive a vehicle. It is a crisis among us when there is the conflict of cultures to the point where innocent lives are being taken. This is not a political sermon, but it is a fact of the Word of God. It is a crisis among us. And if we are not careful, we the church will just walk in here and sing our blood-bought Zion songs, and all we want to do is think about us. But it's not just about us. It's about us and the kingdom of which we have been called to. Okay, here we go. This world cannot be so enamored with us or us with this present world that we lose our longing for the world to come. I must not lose my hope of heaven if I had hope only in this world below. I would be of all men most miserable. I want you to understand this world can offer you nothing This world can give you nothing but a false hope. But there is a reality in this present world that there is a kingdom, there is a place where there will be no more tears. There will be no more passing. There will be... I'm not convinced I'm preaching to oneness, apostolic, heaven-bound people yet. I don't know about you... But I can't wait for the moment that he takes that eternal rag and wipes the tears from my eyes because there's no death and there's no sorrow and there's no parting and there's no pain. Come on, folks. We're headed to the city where the Lamb of God is the light. There'll be no need for the sun for the sun will become the eternal light of God. Heaven, 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 heaven. heaven I don't know about you I don't know I don't know where in his economy or his kingdom the oysters are but somewhere he's got some oysters big enough because the revelator said gate of one pearl you may not like oysters I do any way you want to help me eat them, I, I'll eat them. And I like big oysters. But I've never seen an oyster so big that could produce a pearl so large that thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and trillions of people are going to walk through it. And not just one gate, but 12 gates. Because there's 12 foundations to that great city. See, that, that, this doesn't do for you like it ought to do for you today. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know where he's got a refinery so, so hot and the technology to burn gold so pure that when men see it, they will think they're walking on glass. That gold has become so transparent that, that you, you can just stand on the 12th city, the 12th foundation. And see all the way to the first foundation. But somewhere in God's economy, He's got all this figured out. And then to think that He has asked you and I to step into that kind of kingdom and government and 
rule and reign with him. That's why you've got to fall back in love with the song that says this world is not our home. We're passing, come on folks, we're not just going to go to heaven. We're going to rule and reign as kings and priests and judges with him. The reason why, oh my, my, my. The reason why he lets offenses come to you here and now in this present world is because you've got to know how to handle offenses in that world. You've got to know how to rule and reign and judge in that prayer in that world. You, you, you've got to know how to make righteous judgment in that world. And if you're not offended here and conquer the offense and the offender here, then you are not able to rule purely over there. Is anybody with me here today? This is what we are about on this Sunday morning. That's why you can't not come in here from this moment forward and have Sunday morning a comfortable moment or a status quo moment. But you've got to look around and say, He did not call me just to show up on Sunday. But He called me to make a difference in this present world. He said, I went into a far country and there I received a kingdom of which I left people in charge of my kingdom but not just to govern it not just to watch over it but to occupy until I return we're headed there if my people if my people if my people if you still have your Bibles open I wish you'd highlight that I wish you'd circle that I wish you'd tweet that or Facebook that if my people if my people if my people, Isaiah 45, 22, look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Isaiah 1, 18, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. First Peter 2, 7, unto you therefore which believed he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head and the corner. He is precious because of what he's done. John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. If ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to you. I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know not. Are you listening to me? If my people, if my people, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Simeon had declared how God in the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for His name. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. If my people, I'm trying to answer your question, if my people and the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day there shall be one Lord and his name one and he said who art thou Lord and the Lord said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these 
things. And he said unto them, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. At some point in time, in your sincere walk with God, you've got to ask and answer the question, Am I his? I know I get I, I, I get real out there sometimes in my theology. But I think the devil is a wise old fox. I don't, Lord help me. I don't want to give the fellow more credit than he's due. But I think we underappreciate him. And if you're going to survive the enemy, you need to know the enemy. You need to figure that dude out. He, uh. He, he allows things to happen in the present world that mirror what is happening or trying to happen in the spirit world. The physical will always mirror the supernatural. And so we have raised a generation of young ladies who refuse to take on the name of their beloved. Boy, I'm just all over the political map this morning, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe this is a political message. We have raised young women that say, I want my identity. I don't want to lose my identity. I can be him and me co-equal. I can be him and me and stand side by side. And so the world has produced a philosophy among our present world that says you don't need to take on him at the sake of losing who you were. And so now we are blah, 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 and blah. We hold on to our maiden names. And the world sells it as just remembering who you are. But the Word of God teaches us that we are to forget who we were. And if there is anything in you that wants to turn back where you've come from, according to the writer of Hebrews, you will have opportunity to go back. Boy, I felt it come on me right there. If you don't profess, if you don't confess, and if you don't embrace where you're going, and if there is any smidgen of you wanting to go back, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost will give you opportunity to go back. Maybe the reason there's so much easy backsliding among us is we are not convincing folk they've got to get rid of everything that's back there and hold on to what's in Would you help me just a moment here? I'm just going to tell you, one of the most exciting days in my life was after I was married and we were in Walmart buying something. And my wife signed the check, Sandra Morgan. And I watched her. She started to sign Sandra R-U-S-H. And she stopped on the R. And she scribbled it out and she finished the Morgan. And the realization is that she is mine, all of mine, because she has become me. I think there is conflict in our minds today that we are not convinced that we are his and all of his. That's why the writer says, if my people, you think you can pray and shake heaven... 
But if you're not convinced you're his, you're just throwing words in the, on the outside. But if you stand with confidence, I know I am his. I am convinced that I am his. And if you know, my God help me today. If you know you're his, when you open your mouth and say, in your name I pray, he will hear, he will. I'm convinced today that the battle in us is that we are not convinced thoroughly that we are his. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. I have declared, I have saved, and I have showed. When there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am He. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. And who shall let it? Now, maybe we need to slow down and turn this into a Bible class today. But if you don't know that verse, you're probably not going to make heaven. And that verse is not a New Testament verse. That's an Isaiah writings. That's the prophetic word. Of a futuristic kingdom. That if you don't comprehend. That we are his witnesses. Even from the Old Testament point of view to the future. That he did everything he did for one purpose. For me and you. He came and died for me and you. He lived for me and you. He built a kingdom for me and you. That we could allow him to work in this present world. Through us. Through us. Ye are my witnesses. Saith the Lord. You're my servant. Whom I have chosen. Look to your neighbor and say we are chosen. That you may know. That you may know. Look to your other neighbor and say that you may know. If there's nobody there, turn back to the other one. And convince them. Ye are my servant. You are chosen. You are my servant. I chose you that you may know and believe in me. Okay. So you mean the death, the burial, the resurrection, that good feeling, the utopia that I felt has a more deeper meaning. It's not just a feel good sensation. It is absolutely being able to be applied of myself, to apply myself into a government, into a kingdom of this present world, of an eternal world. Yes. And this is where, when you start talking of possessing revival, and you start talking about possessing the things of God, and you start talking about changing a present world, making a difference in local government, solving the issues of this present world, 
you lose the most vital part and the only answer. You lose the church. Because I am not convinced yet that we are convinced of who we are. And it doesn't do you much good to pray if you don't know who you are. Okay. I'll I'll try it again. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me. But you need to understand, if you'll go to Isaiah 43 and verse 10, that you need to understand that I am he. I am he. I need you to understand that I am he. Before me there was none. After me there is none. Who's he talking to? To the church. To his bride, to the ecclesia, to the call out, to the chosen, to the divinely selected. He said, I need you to know and believe me. I feel like you're going to sleep here today. I need you to know and believe me. I need you to know and believe me. Why? What do I need to know and believe? That I am God and there was none before me and there is none after me. If you ever put this together, the next time you pray, you're not going to come as a beggar or a pauper begging. You're going to stand as somebody that has knowledge. Before this morning's over, we're going to have a prayer meeting. And we're going to pray with such authority and dominion taking. You're going to know that whatsoever you ask in faith believing, it shall happen. Why? Because I know him. And I know he chose me And I believe that he was God I believe that he is God And I believe he'll forever be God Work with me I need you to know I need you to know And believe me And understand that I am he Before me Before me, there was no God. Neither shall there be, you read it, neither shall there be, verse 11. Thank God for fast internet. I, I, even I, am the Lord. And besides me, there is no co-equal, no coexistent and no eternal co-eternal God. That's why you can't have three. You only got one. Boy, if anywhere I ought to get a response, it ought to be here on Sunday morning. How about how about verse number twelve? I have delivered and I have saved. I have showed. When there was no strange God among you, when you didn't worship anything, when there was no other alternative, I was among you. I showed you who I was. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord God, that I am God. Verse 13. Yea, before the day was, before creation took place, before six days ever evolved, I was and am He. 
And there is. That can deliver out of my hand. None. I will work. Watch. He sets himself up as the preeminent one. As the only one. Self-exalted one. He sets himself up as the only one. And then he says, but I have a question for you. I will work, but I am going to partner with somebody who will let it. Now, I understand context and proper text. I understand that he is stating who he is in the fact that nobody can stop him. But I also can't help but wonder if there's not the connotation here. That in all of his power, in all of his glory, he's asking, is there anybody that will loosen me? Is there anybody that will release me? Is there anybody that will turn to me and ask me to do something? Is there anybody? Therefore, I believe the most vital part of my text today is if my people... My God in heaven, you can sit there and be convinced that you're some peon if you want to. You can sit there and believe that you don't matter, that your voice is not important, that you don't have power to do anything, but you're hearing a man preach today that believes that when I pray, he actually hears me. When I pray, demons hear me. Principalities fear me. That they may know, that they may know from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Stay with me. Remember the former things, oh, for I am God and there is none else. I am God. There is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all of my pleasure. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself ransom for all to be testified. How about for we... For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things exist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Thou believest there is but one God, thou doest well. Devils also believe and tremble. There is one body, there is one spirit, even as ye are called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the God head bodily. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was the life and the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. He was in the world and the world was made by Him and the world knew Him not. He came unto His Let's pray and turn and seek and we will hear from heaven. You bet you we will. So how come when we pray and turn 
we don't hear. The problem is not God not hearing us. The problem is not God not wanting to answer us. My opinion is the problem starts with the first statement of that text. If my people. You're not loved by just anybody. You're not cared for by just anybody. You are not filled with just any spirit. You are touched, loved, and filled by the only, the wise, the true, the preeminent one. There is no God like your God. There is no Savior like your Savior. There is no healer like your healer. And the next time you pray, you need to start with the revelation. I am His. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and your voice. And let's talk to him. Ephesians 6.18. Give me five minutes. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying always with all prayer. Praying always with all prayer. Praying always in all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance. And supplication and supplication for all saints. Amplify. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayers and entreaty. To that and keep alert. Watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all saints, God's consecrated called and chosen people 
Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. The Amplified, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite, deliberate request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. The word supplication in the Greek has to do with asking, but it extends to the idea further. It's not just asking. It's asking with means to merely make a request known. No, but by supplication to ask with passion, with persistence, and with focus. Why do I have that kind of power? Because I am his. And I know who he is. So when I go to him with prayer, it's not just, please, God, if you, if, 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 if by your mercy, it's looking around and judging a circumstance and saying, our world is in trouble. And the answer is a close encounter with the spirit. So now I'm going to pray, set me on path, put me on the course to exemplify, to show forth your presence in any shape, form, or fashion. I am here to take dominion. We're not here to read the news and hear more tragedies. We're here to say, devil of hell, I bind you in Jesus' name. I think the bishop has heard from God. I think it's time for the church to pray. But before we start praying, may we get a divine revelation. We are his people. You know, this is not my normal way of preaching, but I need you to hear me today. We are not some pansy people. We are not some passive people. We are not some weak, anemic people. We are the church. We are His people. Supplication moves into the confusion caused by the fall of man. It removes broken hearts, broken homes, broken health, broken relationships. And it has the power to bind up broken things and bring men back to the origin of man. If you're here today and you do not have the Holy Ghost, if this church starts praying, you won't run out of here fast enough to get around the Holy Ghost. It will overtake you. It will heal you. It will protect you. It will fix you. It will provide for you because the Holy Ghost. Christ. I'm really trying to stop. But Christ came to this earth and robed himself in flesh. He became the visible from the invisible. He did not recreate what man looked like. He designed man in the beginning. So in fact, he just became what he already was. And when he stepped into this world... He stepped with power and authority and dominion. He did not ask for it. He already had it. It's not my time. It's not my time. Whatever he tells you to do, you do it. 
fill the water pots. The miracle was not in the pot. The miracle was in the pouring. The water became wine. Not when they poured water into the pot. The water became wine when they acted in faith. We're going to pour water believing it's wine. Because Christ said the only way this is going to work is if we learn to work in harmony. I'll give you what you need, but you're going to have to pour out. You can sit there and act like you don't own this problem. You can sit there and act like you have no issues with this problem. But so help me God, calamity is going to fall in this world. Our nation's headed for a crisis. And the only hope the world has is the Pentecostals that I'm preaching to today. That dude walked into that court. And he said, this is where you stop the mouth of my preacher. This is where you cut the head of John off. If you think for one minute you can cut the head of my preachers off. If you think for one minute you can stop hearing my God called men. And think that I will ever move among you. This will be the first principle. This will be the first object lesson. And when he stood there and they said, are you Christ? Are you the king? Are you he? The Bible says he answered not a word. You know what the object lesson is? God himself will not operate in any arena of which there is not faith and confidence in the spoken word of his men. God believes in you more than we believe in him. That's why he said, heal your land, yes. Hear from you, yes. If you'll turn, I'll position myself to hear and entertain. But I cannot, nor will I, until you first get the divine revelation. You are my people. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Binding is not limited to our conception of something being tied up. It's based on the concept of a contract. When Jesus looked at Peter and said, whatever you bind, I will enforce. What he really wanted us to get the concept of the revelation of is as in a contractual agreement. The rules are written. The rules are laid out. How we're going to do this is, is, is understood. But what good is a contract? If it can't be enforced. Are you hearing me? This is what Jesus meant. He said I will enforce. Any contract. You are willing to write. I want you to know. That if you will. Bind the enemy. I will enforce. The rules of the contract. It's not up to me to move hell. It's up to me to speak to hell. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And heaven says, let me see that contract. Uh huh. They are righteous. 
that is in accordance to my governmental law. And he says, contract's good. It is, it is, it's, it's right. Now, I'm going to step in and I'm going to make sure this contract is in. It's not up to you to fight it. It's up to you to pray it. It's not up to you war against it. It's up to you to pray it. If you'll open up your mouth and say, I am his and he is mine. I hear him. He hears me. Would you stand? Would you stand and do what you feel right now? I'm trying to hurry, but would you stand and do what you feel right now? Now, I feel like I feel like Ed, the first grader, trying to teach this church anything about prayer. I just want that spoken out loud. But I do think there's some things we have yet to learn about the weapon of prayer. When you start praying with passion and persistence and focus, we title that intercessory prayer groanings that cannot be uttered an overwhelming sense of urgency you lose the words formed by our dictionaries something supernatural takes place you move into a dimension of what we call intercessory prayer now again the bible the bible words for this kind of prayer in the Greek is E-N-T-Y-C-H-A-N-O. In the Hebrew, it's P-A-G-A. They both have essentially the same particular meaning. And this is what it means. What we call intercessory prayer. This is what the Bible describes intercessory prayer as. To light upon. To come upon by accident. To strike unpredictably. Like lightning flashes. So why would the Bible teach prayer seemingly by accident? Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. And he lighted, that's the P-A-G-A, upon a certain place. And tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillow. And laid down in that place to sleep. Twenty-eight sixteen. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. To Jacob's eye, this was a random place of stopping. But in God's plan, it would become the transitional milestones of his life. 
Therein lies the idea of intercession. What seems random, catching you unexpectedly in time and circumstances, but commanding your attention is not accidental, but provincial. Every day of my life, I step into an apparent random situation. If we perceive that they are ordained by the Spirit, I will then learn to respond to them knowing that God has brought me to it by accident. Because God put me in His stead with His power, with His seal of sonship, that whatever I say about the circumstance, He, by His divine decree, will enforce. If I, as a son, am in proper alignment with my Father's will, do you really think it's the will of God for innocent lives? Do you think it's the will of God for a government agency to overwhelm and be disloyal and be unlawful and to take innocent lives? So you're getting quiet on me now. Well, we're the church. We handle spiritual things. That is a spiritual thing. Ooh, you're talking about a principality. We just, we just kissed on the forehead. We just meant, uh-huh, you're going to get upset. We're going to get, we're going to get offended by what was said. And the fact of the matter is, it is no accident that we are here on this Sunday morning after a week like we just endured. One of these days, one of these days, the church, the church is going to realize that what's on the outside is so irrelevant. It's what's on the inside. And no matter what color my skin is, Brother Isaac, when you cut me, I bleed red. And if I cut you, you're going to bleed red. And that is the common denominator in the church. I refuse, if God tarries, not to do something about the world in which my children live in. No, sir. I probably won't march downtown. No, sir, I don't see myself heading to Dallas. But I do know a place of prayer. I do know a... We, 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 we've got to get the revelation. And I'm out of time. I'm out of time. We've got to get the revelation of what occupy means. Occupy does not just mean to come fill space until I return. We occupied Poland. We occupied Germany. You know what we did? We took our rule of law and enforced it everywhere our feet touched. We became the presiding government of wherever we were. Our law trumped that law. Jesus looked at you and said, I went into a far country to receive myself a kingdom. And I left. But I told you to occupy 
until I came back. Take my law. Take my government. And override anything you come against that's contrary. And the church thinks that we're some immaterial, irrelevant piece of flesh in this present world. I don't, I don't, boy, I, I hope this don't get out. I don't, I don't normally side with, with the president much in his doctrines of government. But I, I do agree with him right here that this, this is bigger than all of us. This is a crisis. Is this really the world you want your kid growing up in? Is, is this really? I, I, I told my boys, I said, you be careful. Everywhere you go, you be careful. Everybody I talk to, you be careful. I pray every day since early last week for God's protection upon the church, upon our people. You hear me? We can cower in fear. And I'm using an illustration of this present world to prove a bigger point. We can cower in fear about something that's going on that we feel we have no weapon of defense against. Or we can realize, wait a minute. I am his. He told me to take his government and enforce it here. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you believe the spirit of the Antichrist is greater than Christ? Do you believe hell is greater than heaven? Do you believe that Lucifer created by God is greater in any shape, form, or fashion than God? Then we ought to have no problem taking the territory from the enemy that he has occupied. God, hear me. How do I know I have confidence? Because I am his people. And at six years old, my pastor took me, my grandfather took me to a canal in Phoenix, Arizona. And he said, and I quote, on the confession of your faith, into the Lord Jesus Christ. I now indeed baptize you into, not in, but into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And when I came up having already repented, having already received the gift of the Holy Ghost, my journey into the kingdom of God became complete. I am a royal subject. The blood transfusion was complete upon my entering the water and exiting the water. The blood of my genetic father, earthly father here, is no more in this tabernacle. It is the blood of my heavenly, my... I know, I know. That's why I can't be enamored with this present world, with that of my father's kingdom. I have to, I have to, I have to be so disengaged and disattached. I have to realize I have preeminence here. Because of him. And when I pray, I know I am his. Therefore, 
devil, the same God that kicked you out of heaven. The same God that walked into your throne of which he gave you in the first place. Took the keys to your front door. And left the door open for me anytime I want to take something. And when he exited your house, he wrote a song that says, Death, where is thy victory? Grave, where is thy sting? For death and hell have been. In other words, death can't stop the church. Prayers become eternal. I think you're getting this. I really do. I feel a release in the Holy Ghost. Therefore... When I pray, I don't pray ask Jeffrey Morgan, son of Herschel, son of Albert. I pray as the son of God. I pray as royalty. I pray as an occupying voice with a power that goes beyond anything temporal or earthly. not arrogance it's confidence it's not pride it's thanksgiving i know he heareth me when i pray anything that was created was created by him is that not what we read so anything that is was created by him is that right any mountain, any stream, any principality, any power was created by him for him. Stay there, Isaac. My word have I put on thy lip. Now watch. If everything was made by him, for him, how was everything made that was made? But how? By his word. He said, let there be. Right? That same God took that same word and said, Stick your tongue out, boy. And he put on my tongue his word. Isaac, therefore, anything made that was made recognizes the voice of its creator. Therefore, if I won't speak as Isaac or Jeff, if I will speak as the Son of God, anything made must recognize what created it and the creature will always be subject to the creator that's why he said I'm going to put my word in your heart and on your mouth and I can leave you here because it's not you that has the power to do it it's my word in you that anything will recognize. The spirits of hell don't recognize me as a man. But when I take the word and ingest it, and it lives in me, 
It what? It comes out of me when I speak. In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. I bind you in Jesus' name. I conquer you in the name of Jesus. What's the Spirit's running for? Not because I showed up. Because the Word in me. Because the Word in me showed up. And it will always fear the Word of God. I doubt very seriously you're any more hungry than I am. You may be. But what would happen here today in three minutes? If those of us that truly recognize who we are. It shouldn't take 30 It shouldn't take four or five hours. It should take somebody with authority walking into a dilemma and saying, you need to move. I bind you. I loose you. Father, have your way here. Contract is good. You've done your part. Go eat. I'll handle it from here. If my people, I, I, I tell you what I want you to do. I tell you what I want you to do. I want you right now, if, if this is your church, if this is your home church, and if you would, if you would stand, if you're a guest and visitor, you sit, we'll get you a bottle of water if you want a bottle of water. We're just glad you're here today. But if, if this is home, this man of God's your pastor, I want you to stand. I want you to pray right now. Hang on, hang on. I want you to release this morning what you want God to do tonight. Now, I want you to look at me. It's time for us to get bold enough to say, either he's God or he's not. We need a Mount Carmel moment. If Baal is Baal, Let's follow him. Fair enough? But if God is God, let's do it God's way. And here's what we're going to do. Devil, if you are greater than God, and if you have more power in this present world in our lives, then you stop anything you're big enough to stop here tonight. Well, I feel a little prophetic. How long halt ye between two opinions? Huh? Huh? How long are you going to doubt God's God? But on the other hand, God, if in your real there, if in you have all power, this is what's going to happen tonight. Fire will fall from heaven. And it's going to consume every sacrifice that men bring to you. I want you to pray right now about what you want God to do tonight, in our service tonight.
Go ahead. Go ahead. If my people, if my people, he hears you right now. He hears you right now. He is listening to you right now. The contract is being written right now. I think there is such a disillusionment in our present world with Christians, people that call themselves Christ-like. The prerequisite to getting access to a God that hears and a God that answers are two facts. My people who are called by my name. I'm not, I'm not saying we need to form marches. I'm not saying we need to go to capitals. That's not what I'm saying. I think you can do more in the closet of prayer. I, I really do. But the world is watching people who are not his. They profess, but they're not his. Because they are not called by his name. Many reasons. The plurality of names is the highest among them all. He didn't say are called by my names. He said are called by my name. You gotta know him to know who you are. The greatest strike to the homes of our society is the removal of dad. That's why the spirit of the Antichrist has worked over times in removing the man from the home. Because anything that is produced of man that cannot identify to a man has lost their identity. They stumble in life because they do not feel they know who they are. To truly understand your identity, you need to know who your dad is. 
If my people who are called by my, I know him. And beyond that, he knows me. And that is dialogue, not monologue. I talk to him and he talks to me. It's relationship. Therefore, church of God, when you pray, pray with boldness. Pray with authority. Pray with understanding. God hears me. I want you one more time. If, if you feel comfortable, reach over and grab your neighbor's hand. Step across the aisle if you will. But I want us to pray as the Bible teaching us. Do you know who you are? Pray like it. Do you know who he is? Pray like it. Just just a moment here. I'm done. I'm going to walk away from this pulpit in 30 seconds. Pray like it. Visitor, we're praying for you right now. If you're here without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, for the next five seconds, for the next ten seconds, we're going, we're praying specifically for you. We want God to change your world. We want God to intervene on your behalf. Let revelation come upon us today, God. Let a spirit of revelation come upon us today, God. To recognize who we are in you, what we are in you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power of your spirit, God. Quicken your word in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, God. That it may be active in us and through us, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I want you, if you would, just as we close, would you just tell the Lord, say it this way or some way similar, but God, I receive your word today. I receive it, God. Thank you for speaking to us as a church, but I, I receive your word. I lay hold of your word of who I am, I'm called by your name, I'm chosen by you, I'm filled with your spirit, given authority to operate in your name, 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I know you know it. But let me just remind you what we've heard today is not just for us to do in this sanctuary. It's for us to operate outside of here. You can do it in your car. You can do it at your job. You can do it in the restaurant. You can do it in the mall. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let's just lift our hands and give God thanks for what He said and what He's done in us and through us today. In the name of Jesus, thank You for not only what You've said, but what You have done in us, God. And what you are going to do through us, Lord, by the power of your Spirit, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I encourage you, if you can, if you don't normally do it, but if you can, come back and be with us tonight, believing God that's going to manifest His power and Spirit, I don't know what you prayed for tonight, but I prayed for some miracles and some signs and some wonders to take place here tonight in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.